How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On NFL Draft. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting, joined, as always, by Kyle Krabs, who is the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting, and we are the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have a podcast for every NFL and every NBA team on the network, as well as specialty podcasts like the one you're listening to right now on the NFL Draft. We encourage you to take a moment and please subscribe to your favorite podcast on iTunes or Audio Boom. But make sure you do the Locked On NFL Draft podcast first. We are so thankful for all your support. We are now in the top 50 in sports podcasts on iTunes with our uh, with our eyes set on the, you know, Mr. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay from ESPN. So we appreciate your continued support and taking a moment to subscribe and continuing to listen. Uh, the show, as always, powered by DraftBreakdown.com. Uh, Draft Breakdown is an incredible resource for you to go and watch tapes. So uh, as the draft season goes on and you maybe want your favorite team to select a player, uh, go check them out for yourself and have your own opinion. Get the draft breakdown. You can watch tape, six to ten minute cut-ups on, on, on specific players. What a fabulous resource. We have a special guest today, and that is our good buddy, Jeff Risden, who is wearing all kinds of hats right now. But uh, for these purposes, he is in uh, St. Petersburg watching East-West Shrine game practices this week. So we are excited to have him on and get into all the nuggets that we can get out of him uh, in about 15 or 20 minutes or so. Uh, so, so Jeff, thanks for coming on. And before we get into the East-West Shrine game stuff, let's take a moment and just, you know, you are now the managing editor of the Browns Wire. You're the managing editor for the Texans Wire. And you're still doing NFL draft stuff uh, with uh, Real GM. So, just tell people quickly about yourselves and where they can find you. Yeah, uh, you find me in a lot of places. I do wear a lot of hats. Uh, I, I am the managing editor for the Browns Wire and the Texans Wire, uh, which seems like an odd combination, but uh, I am a Cleveland native, and I lived in Houston from 2010 and 2013. My son wears Texans and Rockets gear all the time, so that I do actually have connections to both places, even though I am a Detroit Lions diehard. Uh, and I've been... Uh, been down here at the Strongins. This is my sixth year down here, and you can always find my reports every day uh, at Real GM Football, football at realgm.com. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Jeff Risden, uh, that's the easiest way to, to get a hold of me or, or you know, find my stuff. 
Uh, and, and you guys are really good about retweeting that, too. So, so thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Jeff. Little known fact about Jeff is Jeff is also probably the greatest social butterfly in all of draft media. And uh, fun fact, it, my first All-Star game trip was 2014 Shrine Game, and Jeff Risden was the first guy I talked to. So I hit the jackpot. Uh, Jeff, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I owe you a beer every time I see you because you were kind of the guy that eased the nerves of me being there for the first time. So uh, thank you for that, and I am looking forward to picking your brain here. Um, one of the things that always stands out about yeah, the All-Star ooh. practices is your uh, one-on-ones, whether that's corners and wide receivers out in space running routes or your offensive lineman, defensive lineman. And there's a lot of linemen in this group on both sides of the ball uh, that have my interest. Can you tell tell the listeners, some of the, the people, whether it's offensive, defensive, or both, uh, that have really stood out to you so far for, through the first two days of practice down in St. Pete? Yeah, the, the linemen aren't necessarily sexy, but uh, there's some good players down here. Uh, and, and it's weird because they're divided oddly. The interior offensive line on the east is hot garbage. It's the, it's the worst positional group down here. Their offensive tackles, though, are okay. Uh, there's a couple of guys there. Um, Eric Magnuson from Michigan, the natural right tackle, has looked very good when he's played right tackle here. Uh, when they've moved him to the left side, it shows that he's definitely a natural right tackle. But but he he's he's a good he's a good player. He got a, he got a lot better over his career with the Wolverines. I saw him play live a handful of times. Uh, he, he's a very good tech technician on the side. Can move his feet while he's engaged uh, and create a little bit of movement. Uh, but but the the guys that you're looking at on the on the East squad are the defensive linemen, uh, the uh, the compact uh, D'Angelo Brown, the nose tackle from from uh, Louisville. Uh, he's built like a fire hydrant, but uh, as we talked about on the sidelines out here, uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing for a guy. Uh, he's six foot, three hundred and five pounds. Uh, very explosive power coming out of him from that size. He understands what his what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are, and does a very good job of playing to his own strengths, uh, which is nice to see. It's always good to see guys that understand their own game, and he definitely does that. He knows where he's going to make his money in the NFL. Uh, and he is an immovable object in the middle of the field. Um, uh, Chris Niles from West Virginia many years ago had the same role, where he's not a pass rusher at all. But if you try to, he, he can two gap in the middle. Uh, he, he can plug. He can take on the double team. He can he can stack the and, and hit the fullback on the way through. Uh, there's a lot of very good things that, that don't necessarily get noticed, but help the guys around him be a lot better. Uh, but then pass rushers is where the fizzle is. Trey Hendrickson, my goodness, Florida Atlantic. This guy, uh, he racked up all sorts of hurries and pressures uh, at Florida Atlantic, and it's easy to see why. The guy, he, he's, I want to say he's 265 pounds. I don't actually have the, uh, the height and weight chart right in front of me. But uh, about 6'3", about 265, he actually wears the crop top to show off his abs, and he's got them. Uh, very impressive physical specimen. Very cocksure young man. Uh, likes, he actually called his shot today. Uh, at the end of the East practice, they do the, the one-on-one pass rush drills uh, where you're you know squaring off. Uh, and he picked out who he wanted to go up against and then whipped them to the sack and the practice and, and give the, the defense the win. Uh, he is uh, he's an interesting fellow. Uh, he, he has you're going to have to dig a little bit into his off field because there's some. 
I don't want to say flags, but maybe, I don't know, maybe some warning colors that are there. Uh, but, but he's a very productive uh, outside pass rusher here. Uh, doing a lot of really good things. Uh, and, you know, there's a few other guys that, that, have, that have caught my eye. Um, uh, Jason Carr from West Georgia, very big, impressive physical specimen, has a decent get-off. Uh, Matt Godin from, uh, from Michigan. Uh, there's like six guys from Michigan here on the East team. It's, it's sort of like a family reunion down here. Uh, and then from Michigan as well. Uh, he, he's done really well, uh, kind of in the same role that, that Brown is. He's not as, uh, not as squatty as him, but, but probably a little bit more explosive and more effort to get into the backfield. Uh, he's really good in team drills, uh, in, in the run game. So he, he's done well for himself too. Jeff, there's two tight ends uh, down there that uh, I found very intriguing throughout the season as I watched him. Uh, first of all, being uh, Pittsburgh tight end Scott Orndorff. And then on the west side, there's tight end Blake Jarwin, who I thought was criminally underused and has a ton of receiving upside. What are you seeing from these two pass-catching tight ends? And uh, uh, do, do you see enough that should get us excited about those players in a very deep tight end class? Uh, this is a freaky deep tight end class, uh, and and unfor- I, you know I'm with you on Orndorff. Uh, I like what I saw. This is not a good venue for what he does well. Uh, he is not having the best time, and, and uh, he's in the East group. Uh, and the other two tight ends there, uh, Eric Sobert from from Drake, who has been the star of the show for the last two days, and there's also a Canadian kid here. Uh, what's his name? Anthony O'Claire uh, from Laval, which is in Quebec. Uh, very big, well put together guy. They're both looking better in practice reps at what they're asked to do there than Orndorff. Now Orndorff is, is has a good body of work on on film, and I think he'll be okay. But it shows he he's just not a dynamic athlete. Uh, doesn't separate very well. Uh, has had some trouble catching the ball, although some of that is related to the quarterback play down here, which is uh, fairly abysmal. Uh, I'm, I'm also with you on Jarwin. There, I like what he offers. He's had he's had bits and pieces here where he's looked very good. Uh, he is certainly the most explosive tight end here off the line. Uh, but, but he, again, it, it's inconsistency. And one of the things that they don't have long snappers here, so they've asked him to long snap. He is not a potential convert to long snapper. That is uh, not his forte. Got to talk about Michael Roberts, the, the tight end from Toledo. Uh, you guys know I've been a big fan of his for a long time. He, he looked a lot better today in practice on Tuesday than he did on Monday. Uh, he is not explosive at all, but he is huge. He's 6'5". He's got 11 and 3 quarter inch hands. He's got an 84-inch wingspan. He's going to run, or he, he's going to be really slow in the 10-yard split, but by the time he gets to the 40 yards, he's going to be right there with the, the average tight ends. Uh, he, he caught 16 touchdowns this year for Toledo, incredibly productive kid. Uh, they had him blocking today, and he he had one rep where he forklifted a defensive end off the ground and threw him into the pile. Uh, that impressed me a lot because that's not something that he was asked to do. He actually played mostly in the slot at Toledo. So very great tight end group down here uh, in a great year for tight ends. Uh, this is uh, You're going to find guys like Jake Butt, we'll go off a little bit here, would have been the number one tight end last year. He might not be a top 10 tight end of this year. That's how deep this class is. Yeah, another positional group that's getting a lot of buzz for being deep, and you can tell how deep it is when you're looking at the rosters for the Shrine game and the guys that they have is the defensive backs. Uh, I look through the rosters on both sides and, and see names like Jalen Myrick, uh, Fish Smithson, uh, Channing Stribling, Xavier Woods, 
uh, Tristan Decoud, uh, Randall Goforth, on and on and on. There's a, a lot of players that I have watched and really like in the secondary. I'm curious to, to hear from somebody who's been boots on the ground down there. Uh, defensive backs that are popping, are the names we expect or are they names we not? Oh, Decoud has definitely done well. Uh, he, he's made himself a lot of money this week. He's big. I think he officially measured in at six one and a half and about one ninety nine. Uh, he was listed at six three two hundred five, but nobody's that big uh, at cornerback. He, he, he's done very well. He's got a great one two step closing burst of the ball. Uh, very physical. Likes likes to mix it up. And he had a pass breakup today where, where the the receiver went up and caught it, and he timed his hit perfectly with a nice little rip to get the ball right out of there. Uh, stays in system very well. I, I, I've been very impressed with him, and I, I do like his game tape as well. Uh, Fabian Moreau from UCLA, I don't think you mentioned him. He's had a good time, uh, much bigger than I thought he was uh, in watching UCLA. He, he's got some big thighs on him. He's, he's shown himself pretty well. Um, yeah, the uh, James Stribling, another, another Michigan guy, very skinny. Uh, that, that's unfortunately his issue. I think he measured in at just under six foot two. 178 pounds, and it looks like it, too. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, he he has very good instincts, uh, smart guy, but, but he's really going to struggle against guys that, that can get into his pads and, and overpower him. Uh, and he doesn't, he's also fairly high cut with his, uh, with his height, so he doesn't necessarily have the most fluid hips either. So you can understand why a lot of those guys are here. Um, this is sort of the, you know, the, the little sister to the, the senior bowl next week. So these are guys that are looking at, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, maybe undrafted free agents. And you can kind of see it. Uh, Jalen Myrick has played very well. Uh, I watched quite a bit of him on Monday uh, in East practice. Really good at, at, at making up ground when, when he gets initially beaten. Uh, Tony Bridges from Mississippi did the same thing. Uh, he stood out as, as a, a very heady player. Uh, not necessarily the, the quickest guy, but he has really good makeup speed. Doesn't panic when he initially gets beaten, which is something that, that you hear a lot of the scouts here talk about, uh, and, and you hear it on and, and NFL analysis too. You want cornerbacks that, that can react and, and you know recover well, and he's shown that ability. The uh, has done that as well. Uh, pr- pretty impressive corner group, really. Jeff, looking at linebackers and the 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 range and fast to flow skills needed to to survive, you know, in today's NFL, uh, what are you seeing from this group and specifically from Hardy Nickerson? I know that's a guy that you and I have tweeted about uh, back and forth, and we we both like him. Is he taking command uh, with that field general type mentality like uh, we saw this season at Illinois? Yeah, he, he's definitely trying to do that. Uh, he's got a couple of guys uh, that are pretty headstrong on his team. Uh, Calvin Munson from San Diego State has actually looked pretty good uh, in that role as well. Nickerson, very good in coverage, very good in space. Uh, he does not do well in team drills when he, when people get near him. He, he's a guy that has to have a clean shot uh, and a clean run, otherwise he's just going to get washed out. He, I think he weighs 226 pounds. Uh, and that would probably be maxing out his frame, unfortunately. He, he's just not built like his father uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but but he, he's, he clearly understands the game very well. Uh, probably going to be one of those guys that's going to make it on special teams, uh, play his backup, uh, and he comes in and ends up packages like that. You know, the, the linebackers here is interesting. A lot of these guys are really smaller uh, th- than you normally see, but they're also not necessarily the speed guys. Uh, you, you, you tend to have either you know, small and fast, 
uh, or, or bigger and clunkier. These guys are kind of smaller and a little bit clunkier. So it's not the best group for it. Uh, one guy that has stood out, Villanova's Austin Calitro, uh, very good downhill tackler. Uh, I wrote up in my, my summary today. He reminds me some uh, of DeQuell Jackson uh, back when before he started getting hurt a lot. You know, kind of an undersized, plucky guy, you know, loves to, to roam between the tackles, crash downhill, can chip on a tight end and turn a little bit. Uh, doesn't have sideline to sideline range, but, but can I, I like him as an inside linebacker in a 3-4 for a team that's not going to be turned off by a guy who's uh, I think he's 5'11 and 3 quarters and 235 pounds, which isn't necessarily as big as you want, but uh, he, he's played well for himself here. Jeff, we don't want to keep you all night, so I got one more for you. I'm going to ask you about the running backs and how they've shown a lot of guys, again, just like the secondary, uh, deep, deep class, guys like Elijah McGuire, Dari Ogumbale, uh, Joe Williams, uh, Marcus Cox, and Devin yeah. Smith are all names that I, I put stars next to looking through that roster. Curious to hear uh, how you felt they've performed so far in practice. Yeah, Devion Smith from Michigan has shown really well. He's catching the ball incredibly well out of the backfield. Not only is he catching it well, he's running good routes, uh, do well in pass protection. He stonewalled somebody in, in pass protection today. Uh, Isavis Mathers from, from Middle Tennessee also looking very good. Very quick guy. He's got the quickest speed of any of the backs here. He's also shown he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, Ogun Mowale, uh has had some good reps. He does much better in the team drills than he does in individual reps where they're going seven-on-seven or one-on-one. Seems to have a much better feel for, you know, just the entire game that way. Uh, He made a very nice catch today. Uh, Had to reach down. Uh, Again, the quarterbacks here are not good. Uh, Wes Lunt of Illinois is probably the best quarterback here, and if he gets drafted, I'm going to set my hair on fire. So it's it's one of those deals. The quarterbacks are just not impressive here. Uh, And I say that as somebody who's seen Cooper Rush and Zach Carroll in person. I like both of those guys personally. The, the, I, I wish them well, but they are at best NFL backups, uh, and you don't draft NFL backups. Or at least that's my philosophy on it. So, you know, again, Elijah McGuire, I, I have not, for whatever reason, I, I'm just not like watching when he's getting the ball in, in practice. So, but uh, I know a lot of people have, have been keeping their eyes on him, and he has impressed. Uh, and he does have some 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 of the uh, you know the the beachfront hotel scouting buzz. Uh, when I when I hung out there for a little while today, you know, to kind of get the lays, who's popular and who's not, and he he's definitely a guy that uh, has a lot of NFL interest. Good stuff, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, so thank you so much for taking the time out of your obviously very busy schedule. I know how it is down there with that schedule, and uh, especially a guy who who gets around and and makes the rounds as much as you do. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Uh, if you would not mind, please remind everybody once again where they can find your work. And uh, until we have you on again, which is hopefully soon, uh, thanks again. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on again. And, and Kyle, I'd love to see you down here again sometime. Uh, I miss you, man. <laughs> uh, you can find my work at realgm.com. Go to the football section. I do most of the work there uh, that, that's actually analytical stuff. Uh, also at the Browns Wire and the Texans Wire, which are part of the USA Today uh, digital media properties, both of those just started up within the last three weeks. I would really love it if you clicked on there and hit it, uh, just because uh, I've got an 11-year-old that wears size 12 shoes, and I need the money to keep that kid fed. So uh, anything you can do for that would be awesome. Uh, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Man, how good is that? Joe. Uh, What's up? I don't think we've had more content 
pure content, unadulterated content, come out of one person's mouth on this show nonstop in 15 minutes of what we just got. And that's saying quite a bit because we both like to talk. And that's Jeff Risen for you. That dude, <laughs> I look forward to seeing him next week in Mobile because you know that it's just going to be a a information dump and he's got good takes, and uh, that was awesome listening to him talk about these players that he's watching this week. He's got good takes, and he's he's really plugged in. Like I'm impressed. Like like we kind of alluded to it, but I mean he he will walk straight up to somebody and just start talking, and he'll come away with like three tidbits of information. And it's like Jeff, how do you do that every single time? He's got a gift. He's got the gift. He for does. Jeff. That is going to do does. it for us today. On the Locked On NFL Draft, we would like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen. Uh, We appreciated uh, the attention on this show for giving some love to the small school guys. Remember, your championships are won on day three of the draft. These are the guys. You hit a couple of these guys, and it will make a huge difference in your roster if if you're able to do that with consistency. So this this is an important show and probably a more important show than, than a lot of people will give it credit for. So... Uh, thanks again, hat tip to Mr. Jeff Risden for the work that he did uh, so far this week and being able to share some time with us today. Uh, as a reminder, Locked On NFL Draft is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, the network has over 60 podcasts with individual topics at your disposal content five days a week it's an awesome awesome network to be a part of and we are happy to say thanks to you guys our listeners locked on nfl draft has kind of come into the forefront and will continue to be at the forefront for the next several months as we really come down the stretch here for the draft so make sure you hit that subscribe button get on board Uh, that way you can listen wherever you are on your phone Uh, god bless technology for giving us that opportunity to to reach you wherever you are Um, we will be back tomorrow and we will be talking uh, some fact or fiction, and then we will be doing uh, some some more tidbits for the Senior Bowl on Friday before we do our 100th episode next Monday in Mobile, Alabama. So you guys have a lot to look forward to. Thank you all so much for listening. I am Kyle Crabb signing off with Joe Marino. We are Locked On NFL Draft. Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast on the NFL Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day.